Thank you. Wow. I'm just overwhelmed with the goodness of God. That video really was really moving and a number of you have been here from right at the beginning and it is true we couldn't awesome. do it without you. Yes. We, we need each other and we need the Holy Spirit. So I just want to take a moment, just one more moment, just to thank him for his goodness. Yes, thank Heavenly you, Heavenly Daddy, you are so good. You are so outrageously, phenomenally, Whew. ecstatically good. It's true, you are, Lord. <laughs> there is no one who loves us like you do. And we, as your kids here at Catch the Fire Raleigh Durham, oh, this little expression of your body, we just say we love you with yes, all of do, our Lord. hearts, with all of our minds, with all of our strength. Yes, Lord. We love you and we are grateful. Wow. We just carry on with the thanksgiving, thanksgiving that Aaron started at the beginning. We're so full of thankfulness. And yes, we, we remember what you've done huh. and we honor you. It's all about you, Jesus. This is all for you, for your glory. Yes, Lord. And we just say yes to everything uh, that you want to continue to do through us. Yes, As your Lord. kids, we put our little hands in your big hand and we yes, give you Lord. our big yes, yes our Lord. little yes. <laughs> oh man, he's so good. He is good. Wow. Woo. So good. Well, happy 11th anniversary. <laughs> I like a good celebration. I'm wearing my party shirt today. Um, <laughs> trying to be like Catherine Kuhlman. I don't have the floppy sleeves. Yes. <laughs> Walk in her anointing. Why not? Give it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you know that the, um, we're in now in our 12th year, obviously. We're stepping over into the 12th year. And the number 12 in the Bible actually symbolizes the perfect government of God and authority. Yes. And so I feel like this is a significant thing for us as we look for, for him to establish his perfect government for his kingdom to be established yes. in this city, in this region, and in the nations of the world. Yeah in us and through us. And so I'm excited, you know, he's delegated authority to us as his kids, as we're kings and priests with him. Ooh. And so this is a year of us stepping into a greater understanding of what that delegated authority means. Yes. I want that. I want to know Come what on. it is, the fullness of what it is that he paid for ah, on the cross. And I want so him to get his full reward through me, through us here yes. in Catch the Fire. Anyone else with me? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's good. Um, so last, last Sunday and the week before, we had a wonderful um, guest with us, Emma Stark, a, yeah, an internationally um, renowned prophet. And we were, were so thankful for everything that she deposited here. And, yeah. and we just really um, have been spending time as a leadership team over this past week of just kind of re-listening to the, her message and, and kind of feasting on it, weighing it, because it's really good to weigh the prophetic when God speaks through someone, it's really good to test it and weigh it and say, God, what is, what yeah. do you have for us in yes. this? What of this is from you? What's not from you? What's a now word for us? And, and we really felt like Emma came with, uh, actually a, a prophetic word for the, for the church 
actually as a whole. Like we feel like the word that she brought was actually yeah. for the wider church, yeah, the whole body of not Christ. just for the whole body of Christ, not yeah. just for us here in Catch the Fire, yeah. Raleigh, Durham, but for the whole body of Christ. It came with, you know, just such a powerful message. But then we also were really feeling like there were specific things that that were part of that, that that God was kind of speaking directly to us. And I just, we just love the way it, you know, sometimes it takes somebody from outside to come in and just bring fresh perspective and to, to bring shift. And I, I really, I really feel like Emma came with that different perspective and, and she stirred us a bit, you know, she's quite, she came with, you know, conviction and I think my cheeks are still a little sore. Yeah. A little bit of a a good slapping around the face. That's never a good thing really, but you know, like a little, Oh, wake up. Hey, you're listening. And we really felt like it was, um, really healthy for us. And, but anyway, nonetheless, it's still really good for us to weigh, um, prophecy, not just the prophetic words from Emma, but also just any prophecy that, that gets brought to us. I want to encourage, we want to encourage you to weigh it. Don't just, um, take it and drop it, or don't just take it and run with it. Take it to the Lord and ask his perspective. And that's what we've been doing. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5, 20 and 21 says, do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. And and that's what we are invited to do. That's what we're doing with this um, word from Emma. And I think it's really healthy for us to do that with any prophetic words that we get, um, to to test them and, and weigh them and then if we feel a yes from our heart and it's confirmed, yes. then we run with it and we get, move actively towards it. So de- despising prophecy is, oh, agreeing with it and then not doing anything with it. You can right. despise prophecy by just nodding your head. Oh, that's a good word, Emma. Yeah. Or that's a good word, such right. and such. And then I don't think about it or do anything with it. We, we like to write our prophetic words down. We record them. We run them by each other with other people. And right. we test them through scripture. And it's a very healthy and good thing to do. So we've been doing that this week. And I want to encourage you to do that with Emma's word. What, what of it, was there anything in there that was personally for you? Was, um, you know, we're weighing it as a body together. And, and yeah, and then... There were definite things that we feel were just right from the Lord. And so we're wanting to be active and participate and not despise. So we want to act, you know, after we're weighing it. So I just want to encourage you in that. So we've been praying this week with the team. And and I feel, I felt really energized. I personally felt something shift in me. Like I felt like I woke up a little bit again. Like there was a part of me that was a little bit asleep. And um, and I just felt like I woke up again. And last right. Sunday after the second service, Ian came up to Murray and he goes, Murray, we went above the regular decibels, you know. We went above the regular decibels. and Because we, we like to keep it. Oh, yeah, we? we monitor that quite carefully. We don't? do monitor it carefully. Mm-hmm. We don't want to damage people's hearing. So we monitor and, and he's like, but it wasn't the worship team. It wasn't the music. It was the congregation's response. Yeah. And as I was standing up here, I felt like that roar in myself. I felt it, that kind of warrior, ah, God. And I felt it coming from, from the congregation. And so yeah. I'm just like, God, yes, yes. I say yes to yes. that. Yes, that yeah. roar that Shepherd was mentioning. <clears throat> Thank I'm you like, for your yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Come on. Yes. So some of the key themes that we felt that we wanted to just pick out that Emma, in the word from Emma, one of them was going beyond. Um, I like the way they put that at the end of the, the video just there. It's like we're, we're celebrating what God's done up to now, but we don't want to rest on the past. Even yesterday, even last Sunday, right. we want to go beyond where God's ever taken us before. Go beyond yes. personally. I want to go beyond in stepping out in courage, in um, words of knowledge, in signs and wonders, like stepping out. I want to see more people here. I want to see people saved. I want to see people set free, yes. not just in this building, but yeah. out. I yeah, want to see on. people radically encountered by the love of God wherever I go. And so I want to go beyond where I've, where I've been before. I, want, I think that's what the Father wants for us all. He wants us to go beyond. He wants us to go beyond our expectations of what he's going to do in us and through us. He wants us to go beyond in our faith levels and step further in faith, take right bigger leaps yeah. and stretch ourselves out yeah. and and feel the the tension of of faith you know, we don't want to rest on the $1.4 million check. I'm like, God, there's so many things that you've told us that you want to do here. We need more finances. So we're believing you for more to provide Come on. Come on. so that we can do what you want us to do. And I know some of you have businesses and you're like, I, 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 this is scary, but I need to expand. I feel like God's saying, go beyond. He's saying to us, go beyond, keep going beyond, yes. believing him for his promises. The other thing is co-laboring. That whole thing about co-laboring with God. We are co-lovers of God, but we're also co-laborers. Right. So we're not just sitting back waiting for something to drop in our laps. Obviously, we're not um, performing or we're not striving mm -hmm. in a negative way, mm -hmm. but we're actually pressing on and we're, co we're saying, God, you're saying this. You've said this to me. You've made this promise. I'm going to partner with you to see it fulfilled. You want me to let go of that area in my life? You want, I've been working on losing weight. I've lost like 14 pounds, over 14 pounds. And um, it's been a big, it's something that I've, I've wanted to shed the extra weight. I'm like, I've been really working on it with the Lord. And I'm like, I can't just, I could ask for miraculous weight loss, yeah. but I really, I could, but I feel like the Lord actually wants me to partner with him to take care of myself. So I, there are th times when the Lord is saying, come on, let's do this together. Don't just wait for me to whack you. Yeah. Let's be doing the, do this together. <laughs> and then finally, release the release of the warrior which I said going coming from the place of victory we are intimate lovers of Jesus aren't right. we at catch the fire we love yes. to worship him with all of our hearts and he's called us to be lovers of him and lovers of the world and the people around us but also he's called us to be victorious warriors and to step into our authority when when he wants us to shift something, to see an atmosphere or a, situa a situation shifted. He wants us to step up and not be passive and lay back and think somebody else is going to take care of it. And so we really feel like that is what he's bringing us into in this next season. Yeah. So... This message is entitled, Let's Press On. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so if you haven't actually listened, if you weren't here last week and you didn't hear the, the word, then uh, you can go to our YouTube channel 
CTF Riley and uh, have a listen to it. I recommend that you do that. But, you know, this whole thing about releasing the warrior and pressing on, you know, we as a church, we're called to be, as a, you know, we're part of the movement of Catch the Fire, but even as a local church, we're called to be a movement. We're not static. We're not to, like, just stay here and have a nice little party together. We're actually, there's a, there's a dynamic and a movement of the spirit that he wants to release. He is releasing that he's called us to, to, to move. Uh, and so I want to, we want to have a look at this passage in Philippians chapter 3 uh, and just, just pick up Paul's own movement and his own desire to press on. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I want to invite you to Philippians chapter 3. And uh, we're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to read to verse 16, but we're going to focus a bit more on towards the end of the, the passage. But context is really good for Scripture. So finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Look out for the dogs, look out for the evildoers, look out for those who mutilate the flesh. Paul's talking here, just a bit of context, about people, the, the, the Judaizers who would want to have all the Christians circumcised so that they could follow the law. Okay, so I'm good, thanks. So um, he goes on to say in verse 3 For we are the circumcision, we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reasons for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has a reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the tribe of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness, under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish or dung or refuse. This is the word in Greek. In order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness of God, from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Yeah. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Yeah. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you will other, you think if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal all that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Yeah. Such an amazing scripture. You know, Paul has this incredible history as a Jew. You know, the the, the ancient uh, the, the Jewish people had a covenant through Abraham. That was where God said, you are now my people upon the earth. God gave them the law of Moses to, to set them apart from all of, um, all of the other humanity. And he gave through the Jewish people, he gave Jesus the Messiah. Paul had this incredible history as a Jew. He says he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was a Pharisee. He was righteous. He was blameless. He was even went so far as persecuting the church. That's how zealous he was. He had a great history. He also had a little bit of a past because he actually approved of killing people. 
He had some good things, Christians. He had some good things, but he had some not so good things in his past. But what he's saying is, actually, I put no confidence in that. I hold nothing of that. I actually count it all as rubbish. I count it all as dung. I count it all as refuge. Not just what I've done in the past, but even, even everything now, what I'm suffering for the loss, I'm, I'm saying it's nothing compared to this. Yeah. And what's his driving aim in verse 7 to 9? His driving aim is this, that I want to know Christ. That I want to, to know the surpassing worth of him. I want to know what his glory is like. I want to know, I want to not just know him, I want to gain him. I don't just want to gain him, I want to be found in him. Paul's passion and his desire was that he would be found in Christ and be found, having been found by Christ, he would know Christ and experience Christ and understand the surpassing greatness. In other words, it's better than anything else. What are you living for? What are we living for? What's our driving ambition? What's our purpose? You know, as we think about all these things that we want God to see God do in this city and in this nation, what is our primary goal? Our primary goal is to know him. Our primary focus is to press deeply into Christ Jesus, to worship him and to honor him and to give him our all. This is what Paul's saying. He's saying, I haven't got there yet. I'm I'm, I'm not yet being perfect, but what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to press on and I'm going to make it my own. Let's unpack that a little bit. So the word, let's just do a little bit of a Greek study quickly. The word press on in, is the word dioko in Greek, and it means this, to pursue, to put to flight, by implication to persecute. It's actually used of the word of Paul when he goes to Damascus, to pers- Saul as he was, to persecute the Christians. You, to, you know, he's, the, the, ver- the word is lay hold of it, pursue it, pursue it like run after it, run after it with such passion and such zeal that it looks like you're actually persecuting what you're, what you're pursuing. Press on, lay hold of it, press on. It means to pursue. It's the same word as in 1 Corinthians 14 where Paul says, pursue love. You're chasing someone, something with such intensity that it feels like persecution. Not half-hearted, but fully charged. Press on. Press on. Don't stop and have a rest. Don't think, ah, we've made it. Aren't, haven't, we had a great, haven't we had a great life so far? No, press on, pursue, keep running forwards. Yeah. The second word is to look at is this word, lay hold of. And it's actually in Greek, it's katalambano. It's so two words put together. Kata, which is anything that's, it's like a forceful action from high to low. And it, what it does is it intensifies something. It, it, puts a, it puts a squeeze on something and intensifies it and makes it more powerful. And so that's the first part of the word. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, an intensifying, and then it goes on, the lambano is to lay hold of aggressively. To actively participate and accept what is available or offered. What's been offered to us in Christ Jesus? Lambano is to actively and aggressively accept it. The implication is to take hold of it and don't let go. Take hold of it and don't let go. And the kata intensifies that. So in other words, you could put the two together and it means to seize, not like a little... I'm going to just take you there, but a grabbing, a hard grabbing, a seizing, to lay hold of exactly, to grasp in a forceful manner. That word is actually used in Mark chapter 9, verse 18, to describe what the effect of a demon on a little child. 
And, it, the, and the word says that the demon, see, the, the father's talking and he says, the demon seizes him, the demon catalambanas, that he lays hold of him aggressively and he throws him down into a seizure. That's the imagery. It's the same word that's used in John chapter 8 where the woman is caught in adultery and there's that moment where she's brought towards Jesus. The same, the word caught in adultery is that she's been, Catalambana, she's been grabbed hold of violently and she's been thrown down before Jesus. The same word in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18 is to, where Paul says, I want you to know, to comprehend the love of God, to, to lay hold of the bigness of the, the height and the breadth and the depth of the love of God. That's the same word, catalambana, lay hold of it violently. Make it your own. Little illustration to help. Largest, the largest ever gold nugget found in Australia was 2,300 ounces. Okay. An ounce, I looked up the price of gold this morning, f- roughly $1,520 an ounce. Okay, that meant that that gold nugget of 2,300 ounces was worth, in today's money, $3.5 million. Okay, if I was to tell you there was a gold nugget of $2,300, uh, sorry, ounces in your backyard, what would you do? You would catalambano it right? You would lay hold of it. You would do everything in your power. You would pursue it with everything in your might to find that gold nugget, even if it meant tearing down your house. You would tear up your yard. You would keep looking until you found it, right? You would, you would pursue it to lay hold of it. Why? Because of its surpassing value to you. It's value to you. Paul's saying there's actually something of greater worth and greater value. That is the person of Jesus. The surpassing glory of knowing him. But it requires action. It requires pressing in. It requires a strong action of a warrior. It requires movement where we're pressing into Christ Jesus, not passively waiting, but we're pressing in to know him. Paul's saying, this is my burning ambition. It's to know Jesus Christ, his surpassing worth, not just to give him a little bit of understanding of glory, but just to give him our all. And Paul says, and the reason why I want to do this is because Christ has already laid hold of me. You know that the same word lay hold of there is catalambano. God in Christ Jesus has seized you. He's laid hold of you. He's got a strong grip upon you. And so what's Paul aiming to lay hold of? And we'll see that in verse 10. Verse 10, it says that I may know him. The treasuring, we've got a whole bunch of promises, but let's, before we treasure the promise, let's treasure the promise maker. The one who in all of his dimension is in attributes. Paul's saying, I want to know him, not just as saviour who is an amazing saviour, but I want to know him. Jesus is so much more than a saviour to us, right? He's the gentle and humble burden bearer. He's the suffering servant. He's the warrior. He's the one whose sword, the sword comes out of his mouth. He's the one that rules the nations with a rod of iron. He's the victorious king. He's the prince of peace. He's the Lord of lords. He's the champion of everything. There's so many dimensions of who Christ is that there's no way that the angels in all of eternity, they keep seeing new sides of his face, to use that word, Jonathan Helser's song, that there's, that the, 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 there's this glory 
of the, the majesty of who God is that is like a multifaceted diamond that you can never ever under, understand and experience all of it in its fullness. And so Paul's saying, that's who I want to know. Eternal life is to know him, John, 13, John 17, Jesus says. So he's lay, aiming to lay hold of the promise maker. And then from that point, he's aiming to then know, okay, we know Christ, he's laid hold of us. But now what is on the inside is the resurrection power. So not just now knowing the promise maker, but starting to know the promise itself and the resurrection power. And then, so how many of you want to experience the resurrection power? The first primary key is to press into Jesus. But when we're saying yes, we want to know the resurrection power, what we're saying yes to is actually sharing in his sufferings. Because the resurrection power causes us to lay our own lives down and to die to our ambition and to our own desire. And God will put us into situations that are very, very uncomfortable. But he's saying... Paul's saying, I want to share in his sufferings and know his resurrection power. I want to, because it's been promised. Because Jesus has promised it to us. Excellent. Yeah, his, his resurrection power is that that's going to take us beyond. Yes. To go beyond. That, it's on. that that's going to take us into the co-laboring actively pressing in, actively participating in bringing heaven to earth. And it's that resurrection power, knowing and experiencing that resurrection power is also the, the, what's going to release the warrior cry yeah. of Catch the Fire Raleigh Durham. Come yeah? on, come on. Uh. <laughs> that resurrection power that's going to take us outside of the four walls of this building and send us as an army into the, the city and the cities and the nation and bring um, miracles, signs, wonders, solutions, provision, love, and the kingdom of God wherever we go. Come and on. so before I move on, I want to tell you of, a, of an opportunity that we have to go beyond these four walls. We really have felt um, that, that the Lord wanted us as a community to go and serve and love our city and embrace our city. So we are going to have an Embrace Durham Day on October the 26th. October the 26th, it's a and Saturday. the whole church family is invited. We need you. We want to go and serve people in our, our friends in the community around here. So we're going to have an opportunity at the end of today for you to actually step into going beyond your comfort zone, going beyond your nice Saturday on the 26th, and actually go and um, do something that will impact the, the people in in Durham that, that we're becoming friends with. So you can sign up at the back. Our, um, Jonathan and, uh, Justin, some and others, Kelly. Justin and Kelly yeah. will, and Laura will be back at the tables there. They've got sign-up sheets. We want to find out what gifts you have and how you can help serve our friends and love our neighbours. And so we want to, you to come and tell us what, you, what you'd be willing and what you're able to do, We're going what to have, skills you have. Yeah, going to do things like trash pickup, painting people's houses, helping businesses, yep. other things that are very, of a very practical nature to bless yep. the community and, that we've been sowing into. Yeah, and if you can't join us, then, well, and if you can join us, we want to invite you to partner 
with the Holy Spirit and give. So you can give into this as well. You can sow into it to sow a seed, to bless the people around us. There's a, there's a thing on push pay that you can actually do. But anyway, that's kind of like our, uh, another opportunity for us all to go beyond. And it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a wonderful time to love our friends in our neighbor and our friends in our neighborhood and actually bring the love of Jesus to them. And there'll be opportunities to pray for people and just to serve as well. So it'll be something for everyone and kids can come too. And there's just so much more that we, that we feel the father is inviting us to keep pressing on to. I really felt like he said, don't look back. I know we, we look back to remember the goodness and remind ourselves of the goodness of what he's done and the promises that he's made. But he doesn't want us to look back and wish for for the past, even yesterday. He doesn't want us to look back and think, oh, life was so much better then or things were so much more comfortable or um, I I just, I I wasn't being stretched and challenged as much and it just felt so much better. Actually, what he's saying is only look back to remind yourself, to, to, to strengthen ourselves on the inside, to, to remember the promises, to remember his fulfillment of those promises in our lives, to then help us to keep pressing on, to believe him for yes, the big things on. that he has for each of, uh, of us right. as individuals. Don't right. keep looking back. Don't look yes. back at the, fault, the old comforts the- that once were. Don't look back at all the amazing things that we did yesterday as a church body and as individuals. Let's press on. Let's let's keep going towards the goal, which is Christ, knowing Christ Jesus. Come on. But in that, there are some keys. How do we do that? I, we really feel like keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. You know, in Hebrews 12, verse 2, it says, it, it talks about looking to Jesus, who is the founder and perfecter of our faith. So we keep our eyes on him as our prize. He is our exceedingly abundant, great reward. He is the pearl of great price to us. Come on. He's the one that we're going after. Yes. But the promises fulfilled in as we're going towards him are wonderful and the things that he wants to do in and through us but but the invitation is to keep our gaze on Jesus not look to the left or the right not compare ourselves with the person beside us not compete with anyone let's get in this together and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus worship is a key for us pressing on particularly when we're when we're walking through the sufferings of Jesus right worship is warfare isn't it worshiping giving glory Glory to God, just like in Romans 4, when Abraham, um, when he was waiting for his promised son, he, Isaac, it says he was strengthened in his faith as he gave glory to God. God's spoken promises over us. He's given us things that are impossible for us to do by ourselves. There is, we're impotent to be able to make right. them happen. Right. But as we strengthen ourselves by worshiping and giving glory to God, who is the promise maker and the promise keeper, right. then we Come can on. push through and press on yes. and keep faith going rise. and yes. not grow Let weary, not, not get stuck, not yeah. run around in circles like headless chickens, but just keep pressing on. Worship yes. is key. Faith 
remembering what's, what's been said, remembering what he's done, strengthening ourselves in the Lord. And Abraham, you know, when he looked at himself, in Hebrews again, it says he looked at his own body and he, it was as good, sorry, Romans, Romans I think yeah. it is. It, yeah. it, was, he, it was good as dead and the barrenness of Sarah's womb, but he still believed. He was fully convinced that God was able to do what he promised. He, he had a moment of looking at his body and he's like, oh, I, I, I can't do this by myself. But God... I know God, Come on. and He is able to do what He's promised me. Yes. So it says He didn't in the in the message version. It says He didn't tiptoe around asking cautiously skeptical questions, <laughs> but He dove headfirst into the promises. Let's press on and continue to dive headfirst into the promises of God for us that are in Come Christ on. Jesus. Yes, excellent. Woo! Forget what's behind, forget our history, our successes, forget our failures, our shortcomings, and the unfulfilled promises. Don't don't harp on them. Remind God of them. Say, God, you said this. Right. If you said it, you're going to be the one that has to do it. Come I'm on. just reminding you, God, and I'm here and I'm ready and I want to co-labor with you to see you get your full, ah, full reward. So, good. Yeah. so have your way in me. Strain and stretch forward. I keep, I keep getting this picture of like a relay race. You know, you've got that short, that short time. Our lives here are short. We have a short time to strain forward, to grab hold of and bring into now what is reserved for heaven. Yes. And, and we can strain forward and grab hold of it by faith. So stretch forward. Push yourself don't give up. Do right, not grow on. weary. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Be strengthened by people who are going to stand shoulder to shoulder yes, with you and cheer on. you on. Let's stay in this race together. <laughs> yeah, pass it on. Hey. Declarations are so powerful. Turn prophetic words into declarations. I love it. We purposefully do these declarations on Sunday morning because it stirs our faith. Come on, it, it reminds us there's power in our word. We, we declare and we decree. I declare that as for me and my house, which is my extended family, we will serve the Lord. I speak that over my family regularly. <laughs> Turn your words into declarations, daily confessions, and then take risks. Take risks, step out, push, pressing on, pressing in, pushing forward, straining ahead. Right. Step out when it feels like you're not quite sure. If God's spoken it, he will be the rock that he has promised that he is going to be. Come on. 100% yes. Take Ooh. risks. Let's be people who are risk takers. Yes. Let's not be comfortable. Whew. And in that, die to ourselves. That's right. <laughs> Just let go. Let go of, of the stuff. <sighs> okay, so who's with us in this to press on? Come on. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Let's stand. <laughs> okay. Awesome. You start. Okay. So Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says this, that we're to throw off every sin and the weight that, that, that uh, holds us back, the sin that clings so closely. And, and so this morning, in response, I thought that, you know, the first thing we wanted to do was actually just to repent uh, and break agreement with any way that we've partnered with the lies of small thinking, of fear, of settling for less, of distraction, of pride, of having a grasshopper mentality, which is basically to think less of ourselves than we should do. And, uh, and then this entanglement. So, um, ready to repent and to break some agreements? If you want to, you can follow me after this. 
Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And we repent. And we break agreement with our small thinking. And we repent and we break agreement with fear. We repent and break agreement for settling for less. For being distracted. For having pride in our inabilities. For having a grasshopper mentality. Forgive us, Lord. Now, Lord, would you cloak us in a spirit of boldness? In a spirit of courage? And the ability to dream big. And Lord, together we ask for revelation. Not just on a Sunday morning, but every day. For the surpassing worth of Jesus. Would you make Jesus our number one prize? Our portion and our inheritance. Jesus, we receive. Holy Spirit, move powerfully now. We receive you. Just take a deep breath in. Oh, Holy Spirit, we love you. Shift right now. Holy Spirit, we love you. Shift. Everything that's clung to us to get off. If you need to shake yourself, everything from your past that's tried to keep you back, like an anchor. We just throw it off right Shift. now. Well, yeah. You do. Whew, yeah. Well, yeah. Keep receiving. Keep Let's coming, Holy active. Spirit. Let's Thicken your presence, Lord. Keep participating. Lord. Thicken your we presence, We agree Lord. with what you're doing, uh, Holy yes, Spirit. Yes, Lord, do it. We say Move. yes to pressing on. Yes. We say yes to co-laboring. We say yes to releasing the warrior uh, cry, yes, God. Lord. We say yes. We open our mouths we and we say you are good. You are, you are good. faithful. You are. you are the great promise maker yes, and the great Lord. promise keeper. Yes, I really feel like I, I, I was, as we were preparing, I, uh, I had felt like there were some people here that feel like you are underwater, that you are underwater. Like you're, I, I have this picture of, of people being entangled in like weeds at the bottom of a lake and you're trying to get your head up, but you just feel like there's stuff holding you back and, and predominantly related to depression, anxiety, Uh, stress, abnormal overwhelm, and excessive grief. Those things can suck the life out of us, and they are not what God wants for us. And so we really felt like we wanted to give you an opportunity this morning to shake that off. And so if you if you feel like this in any way, I want you to invite I want to invite you to unashamedly come forward. Don't allow it to hold you in your seat. If you feel like there's excessive grief for you, if you feel like you just cannot get past it, you feel like you're dr- drowning and you feel like this stuff is clinging to you no matter what you've tried. Just come forward. Well done. Well done. We honor you right now. I just want to invite you, just keep coming. There's no shame. There's absolutely no shame. You're not alone. You are not alone. The 
Holy Spirit is here. He's faithful. And today is the day that he's going to sever. I just see him severing and detaching all spirits of overwhelm, all spirits of condemnation, all spirit like um, excessive grief that's weighing you and holding you down and oppressing you. I see him severing it and lifting it from you and unhooking it from your backs. It's like he's he's pulling, uh, he's ripping you, off Spirit. the garment of mourning. Yes. He's ripping it off. He's ripping off heaviness. All heaviness is going to go right now. We're going to we're going to do this together. You're not yes. alone. We have ministry team or ignite group leaders. If we could have someone just standing with with these, just come and lay hands on them, please. Yes. Yeah, we call forth the Spirit of God, yeah. the anointing that breaks the yoke of oppression. The anointing that grants to those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress headdress instead of ashes. The anointing for the oil of gladness instead of mourning. The anointing for the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit that you may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor or that he may be glorified. And so we welcome you, Holy Spirit, Lord, we recognize that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by you, Holy Spirit. And so we, we say, come, four winds of heaven, come, blow on us, Holy Spirit, come, breathe right now. We take authority over every spirit of deception, over every spirit of fear, over every spirit of heaviness, over every spirit of grief, that the garment of, of grief, we take it off you now in Jesus' name and we loose the life, oh, and the wind of heaven into you right now. We take the sword of the Spirit and we sever every entanglement right now in the name of Jesus. We cut off by the power of the Holy Spirit every demonic entanglement, every weight that's holding you. In Jesus' name. Ah. Chop it off your feet. That which would hold you down, we chop it off your feet. In Jesus' name. And I declare that you are not stuck in Aya. this place. Aya. You are not stuck in this place. This is not who you are. This does not belong to you. It's not part of your identity. It's not part of who God's created you to be. And we we lift that off you. Even your what what you've accepted as per your personality. And this is just me. I'm just you know I'm not really happy. I'm you know I just have to live with it. We just lift that identity off you right now. I just see Jesus uncloaking and and like like bringing you out into the open. And if you need to shake it off, if you need to shake it off or do something like get out a sword of the Lord and sever it, then just do it. You might feel silly, but sometimes we need to do prophetic things just to kind of let ourselves really believe it. And I... I want to break off right now all false comfort in Jesus' name. I command false comfort to be gone from all of our lives in Jesus' name. All false comfort leave right now. Jesus, you are our comforter. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to comfort us in our time of need when we feel alone, when we feel like nobody understands us. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, the wonderful counsellor, the comforter to brood right now, to pour in and to fill where there's gaps, where there's longings. 
just taking a deep breath and just let every bit of pain, every bit of trauma be released. Right now, Jesus, would you open the captives, captive doors wherever anyone is held captive in this area? God, would you just open the prison doors and set them free right now in Jesus' name? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We declare freedom. 